This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Teal Talk Radio Season 6, Episode 23. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 23 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. In this episode, we're talking with Nestra Yanir about NORILA, which stands for Novel Research-Based Intelligent Lifelong Learning Apparatus. Nestra received her PhD in Human Computer Interaction Institute at Carnegie Mellon University. She's been awarded Mr. Rogers Scholarship and National Science Foundation grants to take her PhD project forward. She's also received the Innovation Fellowship from the Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship at Carnegie Mellon University to help commercialize her PhD research to benefit society. She has BS degrees in Physics and Computer Engineering and MS in Computational Sciences and Engineering from Coach University, Istanbul, and an MA in Learning, Design, and Technology from Stanford University. She has experience working at Disney Research, NASA Ames Research Center, and startup companies, designing and building new educational technologies to be used in real-world settings. She's also started and led an organization at Coach University to coach children from underserved communities to participate in the first Lego robotics competition. She's passionate about creating novel technologies to have a positive impact on children's lives. So welcome to the podcast, Nesra. Thank you for having me. So we're, we're glad to have you with us today, and we'd love to get the conversation started with a personal story about how you became connected to this idea of mixed reality learning. So I can give some background about, how, about my um, journey. So um, I grew up as a curious child in Turkey where the education system was based mainly on memorization. So I always thought that the approach to learning should be different, helping children understand the reasons why rather than having to memorize facts. And when I came to the U.S., I realized that this problem about education was even bigger and more universal than I had thought. As you may know, according to National Center for First Time Elementary Education, one third of um, children lose interest in science by fourth grade. And another problem that I was observing was that even though there are a lot of technologies out there, most of these technologies are making kids more and more socially isolated from their physical environment. So I wanted to find a way to integrate the advantages of technology into the physical world so that the kids can explore and discover with physical objects in the real world while collaborating with each other, accompanied by interactive and personalized feedback that technology can offer. So when I came to Carnegie Mellon University to do my PhD, I started working with my advisors, Ken Katinger and Scott Hudson, to accomplish this. And Ken Katinger is an expert in learning sciences and intelligent tutoring systems, and uh, Scott Hudson is an expert in advanced technologies and physical computing. So we brought together our expertise to find a solution to these problems. 
So let's jump into talking a little bit about Norilla. Norilla is a mixed reality system that combines physical and virtual worlds to improve children's STEAM learning in an enjoyable and collaborative way. So tell us more about Norilla. Yeah, sure. So um, Norilla is a new mixed reality platform that bridges the advantages of physical and virtual worlds to improve children's inquiry-based STEM learning, fostering their curiosity and 21st century um, skills like critical thinking and persistence. Um, so it uses our patented AI um, technology and, and computer vision algorithm to pr um, provide personalized interactive feedback to children as they're experimenting and make discoveries in their everyday physical environment. Um, so to make it more concrete, so the first, it's like a, a platform that can be extended to many different content areas. And the first um, game or the intelligence science station that we built on Norilla was called Earthshake. So um, there's a gorilla character that asks questions to the kids and guides them through the scientific inquiry process to help them understand the underlying physics principles as they do experiments, helping them like make predictions, observe and ex explain the results with all with interactive feedback from a character that's guiding them and through the process. So hence, no Rilla slash with a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Norilla actually came out of the gorilla because, um, yeah, we have this gorilla character in the system <laughs> that the kids um, identified with and they started calling them, calling their gorilla friend. And and I was also it, um, yeah, recording the voice for the gorilla early on because we were iterating so much. So then the kids started calling me Nestra the gorilla. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about the research behind the development of Norilla. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we've done a lot of research um, to see if Norilla improves children's learning and how. Uh, we wanted to make sure that it actually improves kids' learning rather than just um, making uh, creating something that's enjoyable. So uh, research we conducted with hundreds of children has shown that a first grader interacting with Norilla for 20 minutes achieves the same level of science understanding as a second grader. Um, so we conducted an experiment where we compared um, children interacting with Norilla with an equivalent tablet or computer game that was only on a screen. We wanted to see if having the uh, physical experimentation and the mixed reality um, environment was improving their learning compared to like an on-screen version only. And we saw that having uh, Norilla's mixed reality system improved children's learning by five times compared to equivalent tablets or computer games while also increasing their enjoyment. Hmm. And another line of research we've been doing is to investigate if having the artificial intelligence uh, guidance on top of uh, hands-on physical exploration improves children's learning. Uh, we thought this question is uh, important because many of the makerspaces and children's museums these days have a lot of focus on physical exploration, but they don't um, provide the interactive guidance, which is what Norla aims to offer. So we wanted to see if having this AI layer actually improves their learning. And uh, the results of our experiments revealed that having the AI inquiry guidance is actually very critical for children's learning. And without having such guidance, uh, children's learning and enjoyment results are significantly lower. And another interesting thing was that um, even though um, in the physical exploration condition they were uh, doing more building, they still couldn't transfer it to um, real world building on, unless they had this um, artificial intelligence guidance layer that, um, that was uh, guiding them throughout the process. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so we've been doing a lot of research with like these experiments to um, measure children's learning and understand how it um, improves their learning. But we've also been 
doing a lot of iterative development and uh, with children getting a lot of uh, feedback from them. So um, yeah, we've um, wanted to have, have, have them involved in the process of creating um, the system. And, and yeah, we've uh, received very positive feedback from the kids and the teachers. So that has been really motivating um, some of them. Some of the kids said things like, can you make one for my birthday? I can trade my toys or like this is um, the best day of my life. Or like Hearing such feedback makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> so what does the apparatus actually look like? Since we're an audio format here, can you describe that yeah, for our listeners? Definitely. Yeah, so it's like a um, combination. There's like a physical earthquake table that actually children can build structures on. Um, so we provide them um, some um, like different materials, blocks and towers they can build. And there's also a camera that's tracking what they're doing. Um, so the Kinect camera tracks what they do in the physical world. And there's a tablet that they interact with for the uh, input. And there's also a screen that's displaying um, the game and the character that's talking to them. So um, yeah, so it's like we call it an intelligence science station. So. Um, it has different components, the physical components, the um, um, camera, the tablet, and also a display screen. Um, and it's also portable, so it's on wheels. So it can be um, moved around and it has wings and stuff. So yeah, it's like a compact system, like a, a science station that can be used uh, in different places. What are the wings for? And to make it more portable, so the wings go down if you're not using it, so you could move it around. And the wings have the, actually the bins that contain the physical materials. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So we'll put the links in the show notes so our listeners can yeah. actually click yeah. through and see what the apparatus mm -hmm. actually looks like. So yeah. uh, you mentioned that it's uh, located in different uh, places like museums and schools. So how, how is the system utilized differently in, let's say, a museum from a, from a school? Yeah, so it's been really interesting to see how um, different places utilize um, the system. So, um, like, um, as you said, it's been in different schools, museums, or also other informal spaces. Um, so many of the schools these days are actually transitioning their, like, libraries or computer labs into STEAM labs, media centers, or maker spaces. So it's been really amazing to see this transition and work closely with the teachers throughout this process. And um, yeah, many of the teachers have been telling us that they've been observing a lot of changes in the classroom structure where it's becoming more student-centered and students are collaborating with each other and using like vocabulary they've picked up from the system. And they've also been telling us that students are less afraid of making mistakes now, even if they fail, they try again, which is an important mm -hmm. quality in today's world. So yeah, so um, in schools, they mostly use it in like either these like makerspaces, steam labs, libraries, or different type of um, uh, uh, like centralized locations. And um, yeah, we have like different lesson uh, plans that we provide. So uh, some of them are whole classroom activities. Some of them are more station activities that they can utilize. Um, and yeah, there's like a whole curriculum around this that we have built um, with, helps, uh, with help from um, some uh, school districts, um, consortium of school districts. Um, yeah, and then in museums, it's mostly um, like a museum exhibit and we've, we've been working with Children's Museum of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Science Center. So um, yeah, they, um, they usually have it in their um, museum spaces. And 
Yeah, in the museums, it's very helpful because they say that they don't have enough staff to guide children. So it's really, this is like an artificial intelligence layer that actually guides the children through the process. So mm -hmm. it helps in the museum setting as well. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So before we invite you to share what you're working on now or what's next for you, we would love to hear your responses to our lightning round questions. Um, and the purpose of these questions is just to give our listeners an opportunity to learn more or travel um, to some different resources. Are you ready? Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. So who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about um, this idea of mixed reality learning? Um, yeah. Um, so um, actually, it's not very easy to find people in mixed reality learning, especially with a focus on more evidence-based proven learning benefits. But I would say there is some interesting work um, going on at the Entertainment Technology Center at Carnegie Mellon. Um, uh, for example, Mark Lee from ETC might be good to connect with. He has a strong interest in like VR, AR, MR type of technologies for learning and is also trying to bring together in the field um, to create like a yeah different like um, expertise together. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend talking to um, him about mixed reality and there are a lot of like learning science um, also uh, experts at Carnegie Mellon and yeah, in the Learn Lab, like, yeah, so I would definitely suggest talking to them as well. So if you want, I could give more. Okay, that's great. How about if you're recommending a book to one of our listeners, what might that book be? Yeah, so um, one of the books that really got me interested in this field um, of educational technologies was called Mindstorms. I don't know if you know it, but it's Children's and Computers and Powerful Ideas by Seymour Peppert. So um, yeah, that book really um, got me excited and I really like the focus on iterative learning and helping kids learn through concepts that they can relate to in real life. Um, so for example, there was this logo programming, programming language where children can create a flower to learn programming. If they do something wrong, then they immediately see the results. So I really liked um, that idea of um, having going through this iterative learning process um, with something that you can relate to. All right, thank you. And last question, Ew, do you have an online site resource or person um, that you learn from regularly? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I guess apart from like news channels, like NPR and stuff, I, I really like watching the TEDx talks, like hearing different perspectives on different topics, especially recently, as I was doing a TEDx talk myself, I watched a lot of TED talks, and I was really amazed by some of them seeing these different perspectives from um, different cultures and uh, yeah, different types of uh, stories was really, I think it's really, it, um, yeah, opens your eyes and yeah, gives you a different perspective. Yeah, it is amazing how much content you can get in those short powerful exactly. TED Talks. And regardless of what they are, they're always so interesting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And Nestor's done a TEDx talk, which we'll link in the show notes yeah. for our listeners to, to check out. So our last question, Nestor, is what are you working on now? What's up next? And is it something you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So um, we've been, um, like, as I mentioned, we've been working with a lot of teachers. So um, yeah, and the feedback we got from the teachers was that um, they really think the system guides them as well as the children. So they wanted to have like a whole science curriculum around it. So 
uh, we've partnered with a consortium of um, teachers to create like curriculum and lesson plans to make it easier to integrate Neuralink into their classrooms. But we're also working on new modules to extend Neuralink to different content areas. Um, so we actually just launched like a few weeks ago our second intelligent science station, which is called Smart Ramps. So um, again, it teaches the scientific inquiry process, critical thinking skills, but in a different um, content area of like forces and motion. So um, yeah, so yeah, that one, uh, and we're also working on some other ones currently um, to extend it to different content areas. So as we build new modules, we also provide these to the schools that have the base platform. So yeah, it's been really exciting to see it grow to different directions. Yeah, so moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. and the possibilities are endless, right? Like exactly, there's so much that can be done. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Nesra. To learn more about Nesra's work, you can visit some of the links in the show notes, um, including the book and uh, Nesra's TED Talk, TEDx Talk. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about, with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question. How might your learners benefit from mixed reality learning experiences? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season six, episode 23. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Nesra. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.